welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this week's episode, I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo, plus a special guest. I'd like to welcome Jeff Zhang of the film site Strange Harbors to the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about this movie with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see how excited we are after we get done talking about it. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, are you guys ready to talk about Disney and Marvel Studios' interesting experiment, Shang-Chi? Oh, oh boy. You had to put the, the quote in there, didn't you? Yes. For those that don't know, Disney CEO Bob Chapek called the release strategy for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings an interesting experiment, which uh, drew the ire of Simu Liu, the, uh, the star of the movie. And he's turned it kind of in a rallying cry for everybody to go see this movie in theaters. So, you know, hopefully it works. Uh, nobody wants a movie to fail. So we'll see if it, it was an interesting experiment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this week we're going to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's the, I believe, 25th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, we, are, we are well past the expiration date on most of these franchises. We're, we're deep. And uh, this introduces Simu Liu, like I mentioned, as the next A-list Avenger um, in a movie about Shang-Chi, who's a Marvel character that not a lot of people will know Um outside of me and some other nerds that read these things. Um, I didn't even know him, so you don't don't feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, Shang-Chi, and I'm like, it's Shang-Chi. Um, but anyway, <laughs> as we typically do, we're going to go through this discussion spoiler-free at first, uh, just to give our overall thoughts on the movie, and then after that, we're going to transition into spoilers and discuss the film in more detail, but I will uh, give you guys a warning before we get to that. But before we talk about the newest MCU movie, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else to find your favorite shows. Okay. So with all that out of the way, let's get to our overall thoughts on the movie. I'm going to start with Jeff. Uh, I know you gave the film a pretty glowing review on your website. Um, so you, Kara, let us in on, on what you thought of Shang-Chi. Oh, wow. Pressure's on. I'm going first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do think that my theater going experience kind of colored my opinion on this movie a little bit. Um, I think on repeat viewings, it might not be as great as my initial experience was just because I'm pretty new at this. So I haven't been to a lot of press screenings. And then um, this was the first one where like it was at like a packed theater. Right. Mm. Like, yep. Uh, I think they combined the critic screening with like the early fan access. So it was like a fully packed theater, a little bit worrisome because of COVID, but whatever. Um, but people were laughing at the jokes. Um, people were cheering at the action. I was really like into like the communal experience. And I think contrasting that with uh, the Suicide Squad just a couple of weeks earlier, um, I was at that critic screening. It was like eight people there. No one laughed at the jokes. I think Suicide Squad's probably the better movie of the two. Um, but no one laughed at the jokes. No one was cheering at the action. Um, so I was like, what's I, I just didn't have as great of a time. Tell people where you're based. Uh, that screening. I'm in New York City. Okay, so that's interesting yeah. because we went to Chicago, Mike and I did, to see the Suicide Squad, and I was the curmudgeon that wasn't laughing. Yeah. Everybody was howling <laughs> laughing. I was and, right next to him laughing and, and, and 
having a great time. So. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> but in New York, I actually saw the Endgame critic screening in New York City and it was packed with just critics and people were cheering. It was like the most rowdy crowd yeah. I've ever been to. And it was just critics. So, you know, it may have just been critics at your screening. Yeah. But, but I liked this movie a lot. Um, I like Marvel movies, but I'm not above admitting that they have their issues. Um, I think some things that they did here really, really worked and try to buck outside of the Marvel formula and other things uh, are typical Marvel problems to like a T. Um, I think the <laughs> third act is... Ding, ding, ding. I don't want to say <laughs> one of the worst, but I, I think my eyes glazed over. I think the emotional beats kind of saved the third act for me, but um, the big CGI mess is definitely a huge Marvel problem that they always like to go big and they don't know when to stop. And like this is like the uh, perfect example of that. Um, but I think Tony Leung and Simu Liu are fantastic. I think Tony Leung, like acts circles around everyone in this movie there's just no one can really hold a candle up to to him um but i liked the family aspect of the movie and i think the first act um leading into the third is just really really good i think it works really well the action is really good um i think it has a voice which uh a lot of marvel movies are lacking um i think having brad allen on as choreographer stunt coordinator is is a really really good look for the movie um you know with like the Jackie Chan Buster Keaton type influences um the wuxia stuff um and like I love the intro to this movie it's fantastic um there's like romance there's a little bit of sexiness to it that you typically don't see in a Marvel movie um mm -hmm. uh, so so I I liked a lot of this movie but it's not without its problems I think that's fair uh, Mike yeah. uh let's let's contrast it I, I don't think you're as high on this movie <sighs> Uh, actually, I'm I'm pretty similar to, okay. to Jeff. Right. So um, I, I went in knowing very little about the character or um, really much about the movie. I tried to avoid as much of the trailers as possible. I know Charles was like sending me like, you know, the the later trailers. I'm like, nope, not watching it. I've no, seen there it. Was a, it was like a it. 40 second clip of him fighting. And I'm like, look, he fights really well. And you're like, I will not watch this. <laughs> nope, not going to watch it. Um, and, and I'm glad I did because a lot of it wasn't spoiled for me. So probably a lot of the stuff that you were like, okay, fine. And, and just like get through it. I was like, oh, this is new. Um, but yeah, they, they did a lot of stuff in the first and second act that I really, really enjoyed. They, they got to mix up a lot of different martial arts styles that had never mm. been seen in, in Marvel movies before they got to do different things, um, that, that Marvel movies have never even touched on before, just by the general nature of it being, uh, uh, you know, an Asian American experience um, and kind of getting in touch with his roots. Just, you know, it, it's one of those things where that can, that can really broaden the horizons of a franchise. And this one is, is Marvel. Like at, at some, at certain points, you're like, they're really swinging for the fences and I, and I enjoy the hell out of it. And then you get to that third act and it's like, oh, and and we're here. Marvel's gonna, gonna marvel. Marvel's gonna marvel. Um, but the the lead up to it, like he was saying, the stuff with with Shang and his father, uh, with Tony, he was oh man, he was a monster in this movie. And uh I mean, 
there there were definitely things leading up that that I wasn't a huge fan of. I know people are are going to be all all over, you know, Aquafina and and um and and Shang's sister and and stuff like that. But uh, honestly, those those characters felt a little pushed aside to me and, and not very you know. Uh, I had issues with with Aquafina's arc in general, especially with the like third act stuff where they're trying to close loops and stuff like that. But I mean, she was fine. She's she's charming and she does land a, a few jokes. So you're like, all right, cool. Um, but but overall, I'd say it's mid tier Marvel. It's not, you know, uh, top five or anything like that. But it's still it's not a disaster that it could be. But yeah. also, mid tier Marvel right now in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know that it's going to set the box office on fire. So that's what I'm nervous about. And I don't want it to fail. I want it yeah. to be as huge as possible. Well, we'll get but. to the box office predictions here in a bit, but I want to, uh, my thoughts, I, I enjoyed this movie overall. I would say mm-hmm. it's probably a, a solid B minus for me. And the reason being is that third act does kind of lose the story a bit. Um, you just kind of, it's just, it's exactly what you think a Marvel third act is going to be going into it. You hope that it's not. And then when it comes, you're like, okay, let's just yeah. get through this, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, you just hope that it doesn't get lost. Like just to compare it to black widow, which recently came out, I feel like that movie got completely lost in the third act and, and it kind of just, it missed the point. This one, at least uh, you could, you could, you could feel in the background, Destin Daniel Cretton, like holding on, for dear life to this family story he's like i'm gonna get this fucking family story through here guys you know we can have all the the big you know cgi but this is gonna this is gonna work and i think it does and and a lot of that does come down to the acting i think the acting's pretty solid uh aquafina is aquafina you know if you like her or not she's not gonna change your mind this isn't her in the farewell this is you know aquafina doing jokes and if you're on board with that then you're gonna enjoy it um i think i i talked with mike on the after the screening is like this is she's the cat dennings of this movie (laughs) for better or worse for me (laughs) no but it's one of those characters where you know why she's there um they try to give her a bit of a bit more to do towards the end but ultimately she's she's there because uh simu liu can't you know can't carry jokes all the time um i i think as the scope of the movie gets bigger it's harder for her to find a place in the movie and like she kind of gets lost i i do agree i i yeah yeah, sure. I think I think if you watch something like uh, Thor two, right, um, or even the first Thor with Kat Dennings as as that Darcy character, they kind of just the they yeah. figure out they they just lose train of thought on on her character and what to do with her. It wasn't until WandaVision mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, we can do this with her. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, and maybe and then it happens the- again. Yeah, exactly. Right? It was WandaVision, WandaVision <laughs> they fuck it yeah. up too. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, so Aquafina kind of gets the the short end of the stick here. But you know you just kind of expect that this isn't going to blow your mind maybe in the same way that black panther did um Mm. i think black panther while it still has that third act issue is a much more cohesive movie and has a much stronger Mm -hmm. overall vision whereas i think shang chi for the first two acts really has a has an idea and then the third act it goes for a home run and it, it gets like a double you know it doesn't quite you know land but it's it's close um and so yeah let's let's transition though because i i think i want to ask you guys particularly about simu lu 
Um, yes. We'll start with Jeff here. Do you think that he is the real deal, the the guy who's going to carry a new franchise and stand up next to Anthony Mackie's Captain America and and you know all these new all these MCU characters? I think he's very very charming, and I think he can hold his own. I don't think he quite embodies that full potential in this movie, just because Tony Leung's in. I think everyone kind of looks shitty next to Tony Leung, but. Um, it's funny because I just I, read a, a profile of uh, Tony Leung and they, uh, I think it was like GQ or something. And it's basically 5,000 words of everybody talking about how great he is. And then him <laughs> saying something pleasant. And it's like, okay, everybody just worships this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think, I think Simu Liu is, is good. I think his stage presence is really good. Like when he's doing interviews and like the junket, I think it's very, very charming. And I think that does come through in the performance. I think if they give him a little more uh, room to breathe and, and do his own thing a little bit, I think, I think he'll come, come into his own. Um, I, he has potential. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. He's very likable. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, my issue is is not with Simu. I think Simu's a good actor and he's a, a charming dude and he's capable of being funny. And uh, they wrote just kind of this bland hero, you know? He's got he's got to do so much, but within all of that, he doesn't really shine as a character. Um, he's just kind of this device, this hero's journey and I think you kind of lose the personality that Simu has. Um, and that was kind of the bummer for me is Shang-Chi is not necessarily my favorite character in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, so that's a bummer. But, you know, that that happens every once in a while in these superhero films. Some people outshine others. And uh, sometimes the, the villain just way outshines everybody else. And you're just like, oh, well, oh, can- well. To bring it back to Black Panther, you could argue that in Black mm-hmm. Panther, the the first movie, uh, Chadwick is is you know playing second fiddle to Killmonger and and what Michael B. Jordan does, and it wasn't until possibly yeah, like mm-hmm. Infinity War, or, you know, later appearances that everybody started to really fall in love with Chadwick. I mean, he's great, just like yeah. Simu is great, um, but he he just you're right. There's no moment where you're like, oh shit, this is this is the guy that's going to be selling toys and t-shirts. We don't necessarily get that so much in this movie. Yeah. And I, I want for black Panther. I actually kind of like Chadwick better in civil war than he was in his own movie. Civil war. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, speaking of third act problems, like Marvel does know how to not do that. I think civil war (laughs) is a great example of that. I think that's one of my favorite ones just because it subverts your expectations, you know, like, you know, they kill all the super soldiers in that. And then it's just Bucky, Iron Man, and uh, um, Cap. Cap fighting, right? And um, uh, it's, it's more intimate in scale. And, and I, I'm, I'm surprised that, like, that's, that's probably the only one that doesn't have, like, crazy CGI mayhem in the, in the end. Yeah. Just well, it's because they kind of they kind of spoiled you in that second act with the the, with the airport, uh, the airport. Yeah. yeah, they're like, okay, we got it out of our system. Now we can, we can, you know, <laughs> yeah. go a bit smaller. Um, so let's let's talk about Mike. You you said this is mid tier. So yeah. so Jeff, ranking, you know, you don't have to give me a number. Where do you see this kind of in the uh, the twenty five MCU films? You can even yeah, add on a scale of one to twenty five. Uh... No, <laughs> <laughs> I think 
Um, I think it's higher than mid tier for me, just because the first two acts are so strong. And I think the action beats are so great in this. Um, I don't know, probably like right outside the top 10, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. And for context, what's your number one? Ooh, my number one? Or number uh, two. Like, what are what's that top tier for you? Uh, maybe controversial, but I really like Civil War. Civil War is, oh, like, yeah. it's not controversial. up there with me. Yeah. Um, Guardians okay. is really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winter Soldier okay. is probably my top three. Um, I like Infinity War more than Endgame, I think. Even though I think I gave Endgame a higher great just because of those emotional it's all that payoff oh, closing that, out. That, yeah it's all that, that payoff. payoff and it still feels good man i watched mm-hmm. that recently it feels good that last good. 45 minutes it's a it's a, a gross ugly cgi mess but it feels real good to watch <laughs> yeah. it sometimes yeah um yeah so so mike you hinted before we get to spoilers let's let's wrap this up by talking box office because that's you know kind of the unfortunately it's going to tell the tale with shang chi it comes out uh labor day weekend which is typically not a great weekend for movies. And this also, there's a pandemic going on, who knew? And it's not doing the Disney Plus thing. So did the movie itself make you guys think that this is going to be a big runaway hit? It'll be fine. I mean, it'll be okay for the pandemic. Everybody, Everybody will probably give it a golf clap or give it a pass. You'll see a lot of outlets like, trying to to say that oh it made 25 million dollars or whatever it is i'm not saying it's going to make 25 million dollars but let's hope it makes more than that hopefully it makes more than that Candyman um, did like 23 this can yeah be but now. horror movies i don't know what it is it's just they keep going yeah. um but yeah i don't know it, it's it's one of those things where right now even the the sure things don't feel like sure things and Marvel yeah, the box office sure discussion is so indecipherable right now like you don't even know i i just i just know this won't be another suicide squad i think day and date is like killing warner brothers i think that that's just a horrible business model that you can watch those for free like that's definitely one of the big factors for for the suicide squad disappointment i think Um, hopefully they're getting those subscribers (laughs) hopefully hopefully i don't know that they are (laughs) i'm already crying tears for dune oh please please (laughs) um but yeah so so jeff you don't think this is going to necessarily blow the box office up but you know what did uh what did black widow do i mean it's 80 million 80 i don't think well i mean this isn't gonna do 80 i don't think it's gonna do 80 i mean the black widow like delta variant wasn't even like a twinkle in people's eyes yet and it was Um, the first marvel movie in like two years yeah yeah um I mean, Candyman did pretty well. Like we said, 23 million. Is that, is that what it was? Um, I could see like 30, 35, maybe. Um, I mean, the marketing push is big. I think it's bigger than Candyman. That junket is everywhere. It's all over my feed. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the algorithm is just targeting me because like I'm always (laughs) writing about it and and stuff, but I I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll say. We'll see. It's it's tough and it, and it's a bit of a bummer because I think it's a lose lose either way. Um, the only way that this movie is going to be like people are going to talk about it being just a huge hit is if it reaches that Black Widow 75, 80 million. I don't I don't necessarily see that happening. I think it would be great. I think Marvel would be doing cartwheels if it if it broke 50. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, I don't think it matters. 
Like yeah. Marvel has a plan and that plan's not going to change. I just, yeah. I've, I, I've been bummed that Marvel starts phase four with uh, a female led movie directed by a female director. And this is an Asian cast with an Asian director. And then, you know, Eternals has, you know, a, uh, an Asian female director and a diverse yeah. cast. Yeah. And I just feel like the, they're getting kind of the, the, the bad, the bad box office. And, and, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a, uh, a correlation to the quality. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I am feeling a little bit of the Marvel fatigue though. You know, yeah. this year has just been like so much. It's all three of the Disney plus shows now. What if, um, yeah. and then, you know, we're going to get Spider-Man no way home too. It's, it's, it's a yeah. lot of content. Uh, I mean, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi Eternals and no way home in a four month yeah. period. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a lot. That is a lot. Okay. So with that, we're going to, uh, I think we've, we've talked our way around spoilers enough. So we're going to get into spoilery details next. So stick around. Hey, can we get real for a second? We've been friends for 10 years. I know that you don't like to talk about your life, but a guy with a freaking machete for an arm just chopped our butts in half. So. With uh, that out of the way, let's get into the spoilers. Let's jump right into the third act because we talked about it quite a We danced around <laughs> it quite a bit. Uh, I think all three of us can, can agree it's the weakest part of the film. Yes, it's epic. Yes, it has Shang-Chi being a badass with rings. It's, it's what the poster promises, but it does. There are some glaring issues. There's Aquafina's story, which feels incredibly rushed towards the end, just to give her something to do. And then it turns into a dragon fighting a monster. So I guess my question for you guys is, we kind of expected it was going to turn into that. Is there any other way that Marvel would make a movie about Shang-Chi and it just end with that Civil War-esque, you know, one-on-one fight? Or is that just kind of, this is what we're dealing with now? I mean, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. I mean, we did get a little bit of that. And I think that's the best part of the third act. Um, and we do get like the the emotional arc of the father-son closing, which I, I, I did like. But that CGI looked kind of rough too. I think those soul-sucking demons looked really bad. Um, they just look like I gray did. messes, right? Like that's yeah, what, that's what it, it is. Look, is Marvel just, just throws bad. these like, these gray monsters at you just to have things to die basically. and i think it's worse than usual i think black panther had those cgi rhinos and stuff and those, those are rough like yeah. helicarriers falling out of the sky in winter soldier but this was like too much i think it had like their mystical animals plus the dragon plus the soul sucking demons and then you got like the 10 rings on top of that it's it's a lot to like digest yeah. yeah none of the cgi stuff really worked for me even the rings i didn't i, I had no real interest in the rings or the okay in, that's interesting because i thought I, I thought the rings looked like dog shit in the trailers i thought they looked really really bad but they did some cool kinetic things with the rings in this movie and they were actually kind of scary to me i thought i thought tony leong like wielding the rings and mm-hmm. and then the whole kind of tug of war stuff with simu lu that that worked more than the monster stuff for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I I think it's obvious that the rings were introduced just to have Shang-Chi eventually become yeah, some yeah. sort of like Avengers-esque character. Like he needs something, right? Like Yeah, he, he needs something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know, they introduced these rings. I thought based on the trailers, like you said, I just thought they were just gonna be kind of things like 
energy things that they shoot out of a guy's arm. I was like, oh, boring. Pew, pew. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, it's interesting. They did also. more with it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they showed different styles with him. Like Tony Leung was using him almost like a gun. Like he's just going yeah. pow, pow. And then when Simu gets him, he's like much more elegant with them. He's like, you know, using them to like walk on almost sometimes. And and that was kind of cool. So I, I was, I was, I came around on those. Definitely. Yeah. My only, my only thing with it is that it, it became about the rings at the end and it wasn't about like the fight choreography or any of the awesome yeah. shit that they were doing. Beforehand yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it just kind of took away from the fight in general. It was just, you know, play, fighting with rings and just like <laughs> for oh, those okay. listening you can't see mike trying to, <laughs> to play fight with rings with his arms it's pretty awesome uh yeah i mean that's just kind of again it's a superhero movie it's going to devolve into that but it is a bit of a bummer because that first act and a half with the um the bus scene and then the scaffolding scene yeah. you really see like yeah, some great. high quality martial arts and, and fight action going on that when it does get to that it's just like okay and and uh, that third act, it, it, there's so much going on that the camera, or not the camera, I'm sorry, but the uh, the POV is constantly sh- shifting. You know, it's Shang-Chi, it's his sister, it's Aquafina, it's, you know, Razor Claw. What's his, that's his name? Shit. Razor Fist. Razor, Razor Fist. Fist. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's going all over the place to where you're just like, it's hard to focus on any one thing. And then, you know, it does eventually kind of settle in on the father-son thing. But yeah, it is, it's, it's a mess. Um yeah, Trevor, Trevor Slattery. Well, there you go. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about Trevor Slattery. I yeah. I told Mike this. I was uh, trying to stay away from spoilers as much as I could. Marvel on their fucking Instagram shared a cast photo captioned with Ben Kingsley. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you spoil this the day before I'm going to see this movie? Anyway, now the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. He's doing interviews. Not all the that. whole world knows. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but... Uh, one thing I was shocked at is how much of a role Trevor Slattery plays in this movie. And for those that don't know, he is the uh, character that Ben Kingsley plays in the MCU, where he's an actor that is conned into being the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. And you find out he's just kind of a, a doofus and he comes back. Um, so, Jeff, were you excited by Trevor Slattery's return? And were you shocked at how much he's in this movie? All right. So I, I fucking love Trevor Slattery, I think. Okay that twist in Iron Man 3 is incredible. Um, I know there are people who hate it, but I think it's so funny and so well done. Um, And it kind of hangs a lampshade on like, you know, like the yellow peril thing, which um, is kind of tired and and they kind of subvert that with with Ben Kingsley. Um, But that being said, I did think he overstayed his welcome a little bit in this movie. Um, I think like accompanying them into the third act was a little much. I think he gets some some fun moments, but um, there was a lot of him in the third act. There is a lot uh, of him, yeah. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Uh, you're you're a big Trevor fan. Oh, love me some Trevor, man. I I was so happy, and and I was one of it was it was like I'm probably one of the only people that will experience it as a surprise. You know, like I had no idea he was in it, so I was like, yes, Trevor is back. But it makes um, sense, right? Because oh, it totally like, makes you know sense. he's yeah yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, obviously they, they released the short, uh, what hail to the King or whatever, all hail the King, all All, all the King, all the King. Yeah. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. it was on a a DVD extras years ago and they needed people to just like, just say, no, Hey, this is a thing now. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I love Trevor. I think he is a, a hilarious character. And I, I honestly, I, I was fine. I'd, I'd watch a Trevor movie. So oh, I God. was totally fine <laughs> that he was in as, as much as he was and that he got as much, you know, laughs out of it as he did. Can I, so, can yeah. I take a second to talk about the Brave Marvel me? one shot? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marvel one shots were a thing. What was a phase one or phase two yeah. where they would have, they had like two or three of them mm-hmm. and they were cool. I mean, yeah. they're not great, but Pixar has its shorts. Why can't Marvel have its shorts anyway? Yeah. Let's like he said, they, they still want to do them. I think he just, eh. they get, they get sidetracked and now they got TV shows. One shots are turning TV shows anyway, but yeah, bring back the but one going shot. back, going back to answer like what my top five, I got to put Iron Man three in there. I fucking love yeah. Iron Man three. Iron really? Man three is great. I, I like me some Shane black. Yeah. 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 Um, so is chicken pig or what was his name? Morris. 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 Morris, is that the next baby Yoda? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't well, even have a face that you can say it's like exactly. Oh, it's so cute. It was cute, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Uh, also, buddy. overstate is welcome. I got questions about Morris, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, are we done with Trevor now? Hmm. I'd Do take him in him? every Shang-Chi sequel. Help him with his own TV show, The Adventures of Tre- Trevor Slattery. Where he just uh, stumbles into adventures over and over again. We don't even need Aquafina. Just put Trevor with <laughs> Trevor and Morris. Um, I, I, you know what? If you put him with Tony Leung and had Ben Kingsley and Tony Leung in a in a a spinoff film, The Adventures of Mandarin and Mandarin, I would watch oh that. Oh my god! I would watch. Great, I would watch the hell out of that. Great idea, dude. And there you like, go, Marvel. That's call a me. fucking Disney Plus show right there. Um, and so. Uh, Jeff has Marvel redeemed the Mandarin. I I think so. Um, I think another reason I really like this movie is like how it reconfigures Shang Chi as a character and also the Mandarin, right? Because uh, Shang Chi's father in the comics is Fu Manchu. Yeah. Like the, oh God. The stock yellow peril <laughs> stereotype, right? Um, yeah. And they changed it. So that it's the Mandarin, but then like they change it so that it's also another take that's divorcing it even further from like the Iron Man villain, the Mandarin, right? And um, I think changing the the rings, um, which were like ornamental actual rings, into like these gauntlets, really the 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 bracelets really worked. Um, and and Tony Leung just being like, you know. Uh, they named me after a chicken dish, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and they don't call him the Mandarin in the movie. They call him by his name, Wenwu, which I, yeah. I, I like that too. So That's just um, an old I, name they called him at some point. Yeah, and and I do think that they redeemed the character. I think Tony Leung is just fantastic. Um, there's inter- there's interiority with Simi Liu, uh, Liu Shang-Chi, but even more so with Wenwu, right? Because yeah. he's like tender, he's romantic, but he's also like, horrifying right he's like Mm -hmm. really really scary like the the opening prologue where he's just like going on like a conquering spree i thought that was some of the best stuff um and that like segued into his meeting with shang chi's mother which i thought was an incredible scene i thought that was had like really great wuxia influences and and just really well choreographed i think i think the use of the rings in that scene was really great too so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think uh, I think I was worried that they were going to get lost in the the whole mixing of of 
you know, the, the Hong Kong movies with the Kung Fu classic movies and all that. And they really do strike like a chord with uh, keeping everything kind of uh, within boundaries. So you don't have, yeah, it works. Yeah. It works. You, you, yeah. Shang-Chi isn't doing like crouching tiger, hidden dragon stuff. And, you know, he, he tries to at some point, and it's kind of a funny thing when he's going up against mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh, but um, yeah. So, all right. Enough about Mandarin. Well, we, I would I, I okay. would I, I'm just gonna say there's probably gonna be a lot of fans that are still not okay with this version of Mandarin because he's not the Mandarin really. These he's are the same people that are upset him. about Taskmaster, and I have no time for these people. I totally get it, but those same people are going to be pissed again. Um, just because the, he doesn't wear the rings on his hand, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the purists are just like the really, the, the worst subset of those <laughs> trolls. I think it's so annoying. Um, yeah. True. yeah. Uh, I think, I think the taskmaster thing and, and black widow wasn't really well done, but like the way that they try to tie it to the black widow storyline, I like that. Um, I just don't think it was executed that well, but uh, the change they made was smart. I liked it, Uh, you know, so. And that's the thing. It's like nobody's out there with a Mandarin T-shirt and a Mandarin tattoo, right? Like nobody loves him that much. (laughs) And and, and Marvel's stuck. Like Marvel is already, I don't know if you guys have read this, but like um, Shang-Chi probably won't get a China release, which is just bonkers for this movie, right? And part of it is still because uh, the Chinese government and the Chinese people are still saying like, you guys, this is Fu Manchu's son. You guys are like, it's a racist character. And uh, Marvel, like uh, Feige has been saying, no, 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 we changed it, we changed it, we changed it. But there's still that- They won't listen, yeah. Yeah, there's still that Mm -hmm. stink. And and it's like, there's no winning. There's no winning for Marvel mm-hmm. in that in that situation. They're trying their best. I think they did the best they could, even with, you know, not even really retconning Iron Man 3, but just even playing with that and kind of telling this whole story of this kind of almost mythical bad guy. I think it works. Yeah, yeah. the only issue that I run up against is why hasn't anybody heard of this Mandarin dude? And if he'd conquered everything, you know, by 1996, why, why is he not on anyone's radar, man? And but, if there are okay. a thousand Black Widows around the world, why does it? Why is Scarlett yeah, Johansson? There's always I shit mean, like that. Yeah, it's it's just one that you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah, fine. Uh, you know. So we talked about Tony Leung quite a bit. We talked about Simu Liu. Um, is there anybody else in this cast that stood out to you guys, good or bad? Hmm. Um, I liked Menger Zhang as uh, Shang Chi's sister. Um, I think a lot of people think she's a little underutilized, but. I think that goes into like how patrilineal the the ten rings are and how neglected the women are in that mm-hmm. organization, and they do do something with that in the end, right? She gets one of the the post credit scenes, um, which I like. I I think she's a great physical actress. Um, yeah. She gets some great stunts. Uh, kind of fizzles out by the end again. Uh, kind of same problem with Aquafina. Don't really know what to do with her, but. But she she gets her moment to shine too. I I, I do like her a lot. Uh, I think the thing that left the worst taste in my mouth for that character was the post credit scene, was just where they leave her. It's just mm. it was so. Let's let's dive into that. As far as yeah. the writing, yeah. Go. Let's go dive into it. that because I did want to talk about the post credit scenes because I I don't uh, I don't know that I enjoyed either of them as much as I should have. And the mm. one with um, Shang Chi's sister is the post post credits 
uh, it, well, I guess one's mid credits, one's post credits. Yeah. And basically they hint that she's taken over 10 rings and, you know, is she good or is she bad? Dun, dun, dun. So that kind of felt like a bit of a, a out of left field sort of situation for me because they spent the movie you know, showing that she was kind of forgotten by the family. She had to teach herself all this stuff. And she started this fight club, which we're not going to get into the fight club. It's kind of silly. And, uh, oh man, can I just say the people that saw Abomination and, uh, Wong fighting in the trailer and are going to, and are like anticipating this giant scene with Wong and Abomination Abomination is going to be so much. And that's literally it. Oh my God. I can't wait for that. But anyway, so they they do this where they show that she's got some moral gray area and then they do a lot to show that her and Shang-Chi kind of, you know, are great together and and respect each other and and kind of rekindle their their brother sister, you know, relationship. And then they throw that in there and it just yeah. feels kind of like unearned to me. Am I yeah. am I crazy? No, that was one of the re- big reasons I didn't like it and also <laughs> it was just a poorly written teaser. Like the, the guy comes in, they're like, they're ready for you. And they just follow her down this windy thing. And she finally sits on the chair and like gives them the nod to start training in front of her while she lounges in the chair. And you're just like, what? Okay. Uh, come again. It's very much uh, an afterthought, <laughs> I believe. Um, and all yeah. like the, the girl power graffiti on the walls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of reminded me of like the, the surface level girl power moment in Endgame. You know, I, I think marvel and disney love doing that that cheap girl power yeah the cheap the cheap service for for like you know progressive ideas which never like broach the surface right i I hey they had a a gay character in endgame i don't know if you've noticed (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so Okay, my, my last bit about this post credit scene is is where do you think Ten Rings goes from here? Do we do they show up in a TV show? Is are they just holding them and kind of in their back pocket? Where do you think they're they're going to show up next? I have no idea. Maybe maybe the sequel. I don't know if they're going to do like a. Doesn't seem like a Disney Plus type thing that they would do with with Ten Rings, but um, didn't they say that yeah. that was a possibility? Like they were doing like a thinking about doing a Ten Rings show or something yeah, like that. Maybe. I, it all depends on box office, I'm sure. If people oh. start, you know, getting ten rings tattoos, maybe they'll they'll go and do it. Um, <laughs> the other post credit scene is probably the one that everybody's going to be talking about, and that's where Wong comes, invites Aquafina and uh, Shang Chi to this Why like impromptu. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I, I know. She was there. Why not? <laughs> Keeps getting invited along. Yeah, she's good with arrows. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this impromptu Avengers meeting where they find out that the rings are ancient, like ancient, ancient, pre-human ancient, and they signaled something. Um, my initial thought was this is like the catalyst for the Eternals returning to Earth. Um, but what do you guys think? What is that just a, a vague tease that they can kind of figure out in four years or, or does Marvel have a plan? I think Kevin Feige is known for like, oh, we'll tease something and then we'll figure it out later. So, like, they kept it vague on purpose. Because, like, I think in a lot of the interviews in the junket, they were, t- they were asking, like, Simu Lu, like, oh, what's what's coming next? It's like, oh, like, they're trying to figure it out as it goes, you know? So, I don't think I don't think they really know. Who who was in that again? It was uh, Mark Ruffalo. Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain uh, Marvel. Mark Ruffalo, by the way, not the Hulk. 
Yeah, um, which is actually really interesting. But um, that is interesting. I di- I didn't notice that until now. I didn't I didn't put that together until now. Yeah. Now so it's it. it's Mark Ruffalo, Captain Marvel, and Wong, and Shang Chi and Aquafina. Is there? Yeah, third? I think that's Avenger. It. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, they're just like shooting the shit, you know, and and doing yeah. the holographic thing from you know. 15 different rooms they can film in an afternoon sort of situation um yeah i just uh, yeah it, it kind of both those post-credit scenes i think fell flat i didn't get like there were the I goosebumps didn't, i didn't take anything away from them i think a lot of people on online they're like oh these post-credit scenes are gonna blow your freaking mind i'm like did i miss one i <laughs> I I didn't get any of that from from either of these. So it's when Shang Chi picked up Captain America's shield. That was the third post credits. <laughs> Mike was right though. I, I am remembering. You know, Marvel at the end of the credits says, uh, "You know, the Avengers will return." At the end of this, I found oh, it yes, interesting. The ten it didn't rings say, will return. It said the Ten Rings will return. It did not say Shang Chi will, um, which I thought was interesting. But so maybe you know maybe they'll show up in Hawkeye or something. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Everybody's gonna show up in Hawkeye. Somebody's gotta make Jeremy <laughs> Renner interesting, huh? Yeah, Aquafina's gonna have an arrow <laughs> fight with him and somehow beat him because she's you know, somehow good. An at arrow that. fight? I love that. <laughs> what are they just gonna like spar with arrows, like wave them around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be the 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 gimmicky shoot two arrows and they like hit each other and split in two, sort of thing. Right. It's gonna be like suicide squad with smaller bullets. Ah, smaller <laughs> arrows. Mm-hmm. That's what Aquafina needs. Smaller arrows. Go to Ant Man, and then it's a it's, it's a tie in there. We're not going to bring up Ant Man. You hate Ant Man. Okay, fine. I don't love Ant Man. Okay. <laughs> what do you, What are your thoughts, Jeff, on Ant Man? <laughs> he's fine. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, you yeah. say he's terrible. You don't like him. You don't uh, like those movies. I I don't like the movies. I like him. You how he's utilized in other films. Okay. I don't, Paul Rudd. I yeah. Gotta I like Paul Rudd, but I don't like. Peyton Reed very much. I don't think he's a very good director. So that's wow. just me. That's just me. <laughs> you're, you're clearly not a uh, a fan of, oh my God, I'm blanking on the cheerleading movie. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yes. I'm not a huge fan of bring it on. I'll be honest. <laughs> wow. You clearly um, I, I a think terrible Ant- childhood. I think Ant-Man is fine. The thing with Ant-Man is like, whenever I'm like ranking Marvel movies, I'm like, oh, these are like not great. You know, they're like <laughs> bottom, bottom tier. And then I watch them and they're like, oh, they're okay. I think yeah. Paul Rudd and 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 the whole gang are 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 fine. Um, not not crazy about Ant Man and the Wasp. I think Ant Man is better than than Ant Man and the Wasp. But I don't know because you're a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think I think they waste Walton Goggins in that. It's just, oh, they do. The, what a crime! The, villains, the, the villain in that is so bad and like ugh. yes. Um, well, the first but... one, the villain is just you know Ant Man, but bad. And then in the second one, it's, you know. Yeah, but yeah. they have the Thomas and the tank engine thing. Okay, and that's, I, pretty I that. yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Disintegrate by the cure, you know. Like, yeah, I'm also I'm also a bigger fan of Ant-Man than I am like Doctor Strange, which it might be a hot take nowadays. That is, oh, know, really? Oh, Interesting. Everybody loves Doctor Strange suddenly. <laughs> Everybody's obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. And I just am like, whatever, dude. Um, yeah, I could not care less. I'm uh, on the train, man. You know me. I well the the train with the fucking other mm-hmm. things around it like mm-hmm. a no way home <laughs> yeah oh god we're not gonna talk about no way home <laughs> uh so let's let's wrap this up are there any last thoughts you have about shang chi uh any spoiler things that you've been dying to talk about 
We'll start with Mike. No, no. The stuff that I really want to talk about was, you know, just the stuff that's going to let all the fanboys down, like all their expectations coming back and swinging in their face with the Marvel really did screw them over. Of it all. I mean, they're doing it to themselves with these trailers. If they didn't show that shit in the trailers, it'd be fine. It's a that the trailer is uh, well the trailer is not great I won't say that but mm-hmm. the trailer does show some of the best action and unfortunately it's kind of all the good action right yeah and now they're showing the dragons in it before Are the they movie really? even comes out I saw one with dragons in it and I'm like uh, okay well we're just releasing everything even though that's not they, even the best part it's, it's they showed most of the bus fight which is kind of a crime I think yeah uh, that would have been a great like surprise in the movie um, but. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think the bus fight is if if I go back and watch anything, it'll be the bus fight. I think it's great. I think yeah. the scaffolding fight is great. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out like Bill Pope's work on this. Yes. Um, I think it really adds some flavor to it, which I really liked. The scene where um Shang Chi uh accompanies his father Wen Wu for that revenge to to kill all those gangsters. That's like phenomenal. I really love that. Where. It's kind of like that it follows Mike Giolacus thing where it like spins around mm-hmm. um, and like spins and it focuses on Shang-Chi like next to the mirror and he's like terrified of like what's happening and then it spins back around. It's like one continuous shot and then it's just like uh, when we like destroying guys with the 10 rings and I, I, I thought that's great and um, yeah. just the blocking on that's fantastic too. There was much more uh, of a visual command than some of the other yeah. your Marvel movies where it's just kind of blends together. You're just like, oh, this is Captain Marvel. This is whatever Black these Widow. movies are that just look yeah. blah. Uh, but this one had, you know, character to it. So I, I, I'll say this end, much. I'll say this much. The fighting in this kind of elevates Marvel mm-hmm. fighting. Like mm-hmm. you can't it now does. tell me that Scarlett Johansson or any Black Widow is a badass hand-to-hand specialist when we have Shang-Chi out there, you know, like <laughs> that, that's just not going to fly. No, no spinning head scissors are going to, going to work anymore. So they got out yeah. their game. I will mm-hmm. say, I also, I was worried. I think I had said this to Mike. I was worried that this could be like Iron Fist where the, the martial arts is just completely ridiculous and unbelievable, but, but they really do pull it off, which isn't great. So because uh what's his name he can't fight he doesn't know how to fight yeah so you gotta fight around it and Simulu, he has like a stunt background and you can tell right like yeah there there aren't as many cuts in these fights um it's edited really well um the choppy editing in like action movies is like it's it it kills stuff for me i i hate it like the snake eyes movie was was kind of like that (laughs) i didn't watch snake eyes yet mike liked it it was it was okay and that's I'm a why snake eyes I compared it. To I'm a snake eyes defender. I, yeah. I, I, I like it because it's a storm shadow movie, not a snake eyes movie. But we'll, pretty much, that's a that's a discussion for another time. Sure. I, I all I'll say about snake eyes is they lost me when he took off his mask. When he doesn't wear a mask, when he talks, like, come on, dude, <laughs> just yeah. divorce it from GI Joe, and it's actually pretty decent. Okay, <laughs> cool. I can watch ninja fights. There are all kinds ninja of fights. classic ninja movies that I'll watch more than stupid snake eyes anyway <laughs> any last thoughts jeff i'm sorry uh anything that you wanted to mention i didn't really mention this too much but i i did like the added layer of resonance for me you know like as an asian american you know it's it's like kind of a running joke in in society like you know asians and their disapproving parents i mean it's not one-on-one not everyone's like dad is a genocidal maniac like uh <laughs> wenwu but like 
you know, there's there's the the filial piety aspect of it. And and um, I do know a lot of my friends who were Asians growing up had issues with their parents. Like, you know, like you got to take care of your family and you got to uh, be what your parents want you to be. And like this touches upon that, maybe not with as deep a stroke as that I would have liked, but I saw myself in that. And I, I, I did like that a lot. Um, uh, just an added layer of resonance for me, which I which I liked. I thought they were going there with it too. The first act, they really yeah, hit that yeah, they're yeah, going sure. there. And then it, and they do, like you said, we've said a million times, the third act does kind of put a, a, a button on the end of that, but mm-hmm. it really does uh, feel like you're going for this deeply personal, small scale story. And then it, you know, Marvel's going to Marvel. <laughs> you could argue that they did that. Like I keep mentioning Black Widow, but again, with the family aspect of Black Widow as well, kind of that, that story gets lost in the, the CGI and, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, More dragons. Lastly, <laughs> do we do we want a sequel? I just expect one at this point. It, it's Marvel, yeah. so I mean, I would I definitely one. one. Yeah, I would definitely take one, but I want it to be a step up as far as. Uh, more like the first two acts and not feeling like they have to go this like giant epic cgi battle at the end i want i want them to civil war it like we were talking about earlier yeah well we all know that marvel's going to throw another avenger in there of course and it's going to it's going to be huge Mm -hmm. dr strange will show up it'll be shang chi in the multiverse (laughs) dr strange is just in every movie in this phase he's a he's a gimmick at this point anyway (laughs) uh all right with that said we're gonna wrap up i want to again thank uh jeff zang from strange harbors for joining us to talk about shang chi everybody can check him out strangeharbors.com and your uh twitter is also at strange harbors right yep Mm -hmm. and i'm on instagram too so Okay. If you want to see pictures too, you don't, you know, you can see pictures. He has a Zanga too. So you could probably search that down somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Zanga. Mike, what's your MySpace? Oh, I used to, I I used to have one for sure. I I can't remember the handle of it. Yeah. I can't remember the handle of it. Blink 182 number one fan. Oh yeah. Betty Crocker, punk rocker, that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Thanks again. And we'll, we'll come back soon with more talk maybe about superheroes maybe not who knows we'll see <laughs> well, probably superheroes probably uh,